Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. I feel driven to distraction with this one, really, after seeing that, <laughs> that horrendous penalty from Harry Kane. Just after I tweeted, after his first one, surely Harry Kane is the best penalty taker of all time, which opened up the debate as to whether or not it was Matthew Letizia, who I vetoed because he hardly has played any international games and I don't think he's ever played in Europe. Um, But then he's gone and hit that. I almost feel like as a sort of personal attack on me to make me look silly. So I'm not too happy about that. Um, Christ, that was by the skin of our teeth at at the end of it. We were absolutely cruising there. (laughs) Again, as we always like to do, we just make it difficult for ourselves. Um, much like it's been with a lot of Spurs this season, this this is a recurring theme, right? It's one way or the other, but I'm I'm coming out of that now, being like, God, that felt harder than it should have been. Now that that final, I guess that final sort of ten, fifteen minutes or so, really wasn't. Team's always going to do that, right? They're going to put that pressure on, and ultimately, we kept them out, right? We've got the three points. We're top of the group, I think. That's the important thing here. Um, would have been nice to have seen us get one more though, wouldn't it? Prior to Kane's missed penalty and prior to them getting the second. See us go 4-1 up. It felt it was going that way. I, th- I thought it was going to be 4 or 5-1 by the end of today. Um, but yeah, I had my reservations when we started with the three up top again. And I still think there's some question marks around Richarlison's effectiveness out there up on the right, but look, it, it wasn't it wasn't a vintage performance from him in particular. I will I will talk about him more uh, at the end when I do the player breakdown. But still, he was influential and he worked hard, and that's that's pretty much the the blanket that you put across the blanket. I can tell I can't think of what to say, and I'm a bit tired. But that's 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 what you. Say of the entire team, right? That they all work hard and they're all doing their jobs properly and effectively. Um, nice to see Son not only with his second goal, obviously the incredible volley, but his first goal scoring the sort of goals that he's been missing all season uh, so far. That he's just not either been picking the ball up when it's been played into him or just kind of scuffing the finish, but. That was a bit of the old Son again tonight, and it was a bit of the old Kane as well, seeing the two of them kind of linking up his his awful penalty notwithstanding. Um, but that's a great win. Again, I, you know, I've got to say one thing. I don't know how the fuck this lot won the Europa League, and I know people can say, oh, they had Kostic and he's gone and all this sort of stuff, but still. And I even felt, do you know what? I even felt that when I was watching them last year, when I was watching that final as well in particular. I didn't think they looked up to much. Um, I'm happy they stopped West Ham from winning it because I was convinced that West Ham were winning it last year. But yeah, I didn't think they were great last week. I think the only reason why, you know, 
we didn't win that game is just because we were profligate in front of goal. We created a lot of chances. I know it was a very divisive game um, last week, but I thought it was good. I thought it was kind of a, a seeds of change and everything like that, if you like. And I was confident that we'd get the result tonight, and I'm glad that we did. Uh, obviously, obviously, we want to be through to the next round of the Champions League. I don't really care what people say about having less of a schedule you know what less of a schedule to qualify for the Champions League again next year like I want to be in this it's a cup competition you get through to the knockout stages and it's anyone's you know who knows what can happen Um, I feel like we've got it in our in our locker you know Um, it's it's just yeah it's a good performance. And, you know, I, I will say one thing. Um, and this is probably a bit dodgy to say, but given their uh, their fan base and the certain element in there, the certain element that was at play against Marseille the other week, Nazi salutes and the like, I really hope losing to us hurt them. That, that core of their fan base. Um, I'll leave that there. But, yeah, fuck them. Fuck the fash fucking bastards. But that's a great that's a great result for Tottenham. Great result for Tottenham. Let's go through the players. Uh, Tottenham. Tottenham Frankfurt. We just we want to carry that through into the league, right? We gotta keep this form going and you know whatever Arsenal are doing in the Premier League, they're not in the Champions League. So this is our chance to kind of just rub it in their faces. There's there's, there's going to be nothing worse than us beating them to it and then not making it through the group stages. You know, once you're at the group stages, whatever happens, you know, but we we got to get out of the group stages. And this is, this is our pot one team. Um, this is our pot one team when we've done it. Um, one of my Brexit opinions, I, uh, I've i tweeted this, but because you don't follow me on Twitter or you didn't see it, there is a, uh, I do, you know, I do think there's a certain type of referee in European football that just doesn't like English teams. And I feel that we had that referee tonight because he was loathe, loathe to give us anything whatsoever. He wouldn't have even sent off that tutor lad if he'd have realised that he'd booked him previously. You know, he gave him a yellow card and <laughs> it took the other it took the Spurs players pointing out that he was on his second yellow um before he gave him his red. I think that's happened, hasn't it, in the Premier League. Is it the Premier League or the Champions League where players played on with like even like three yellow cards or something ridiculous? I don't know. But um it was uh yeah. I thought he had an absolute shocker tonight and I'm just glad that we weren't on a knife edge that we were pretty comfortably getting the job done ourselves without really needing uh his help too much you know he didn't even he didn't even want to give us the penalty which you could see straight away you didn't need VAR for that you could see it was a penalty there was no effort made to play the ball whatsoever Kane was completely wiped out there um yeah ridiculous um, let's go through the players um, Lloris a couple of really good saves tonight I thought it, it, a better performance from Hugo tonight there was one in particular I think it was from Lindstrom who 
tidy, tidy little player, I thought, um, for for Frankfurt. I don't really know much about him, to be honest. Let's have a look. Let's have a quick look. Lindstrom. Yes, oh, another Dane. Fucking have Mark Nesbitt going on about this now, aren't you, as well? Um, Jesper, Lin Jesper Lindstrom. Commonly known as Jobby, or Job, Job, J-O-B-B-E. Commonly known as Jobby. Let's call it Jobby. Um, is a Danish professional footballer. Yes, thank you. Plays as a midfielder for Bundesliga club Eintracht Frankfurt and the Denmark national team. Where has he come from? Bromby. And he's been at Frankfurt since 2021. 22 years old. Six foot winger. I like him. I thought, uh, yeah, really, really fond of him. He was, uh, he was causing his problems tonight. But Hugo Lloris, great save from him. Good performance, good performance all round. Um, he tried to do his best to stop them from scoring as well, which, uh, yeah, I don't think you you could put any any of any of the blame at his. Uh, at his door. Longley seems that he is now the the actual yeah the first choice. Um, another f solid decent performance from him. Um, there's nothing that stands out from him that gave me cause of concern. Equally, I'd probably say there was nothing that really stood out that was exceptional. But that's not a bad thing, you know. I'm quite. He's a defender at the end of the day. As long as he's having a quiet, solid game, fine, you know. Um, he seems to be our first choice now, doesn't he? So, good luck to him, um, Eric Dyer. Probably the first wobble. I think for for that goal, if, if I'm correct in saying he was part, partly at fault for that, um, but he. He kept together. I, do you know what? For the second goal, for their second goal, I wasn't really fully paying attention. I, I sort of I snapped into that mode of like, oh, fuck's sake, and was just getting really anxious about them equalising, coming back, doing a West Ham on us. Um, so I wasn't really paying attention to the actual mechanics of their goal. I noticed from a corner from fucking Mario Goetze, a man who won't leave me alone, it would seem, comes off the bench to... Caused me all sorts of footballing anguish. But uh, I didn't even realise he was still playing, you know, because I, I, I know he'd had some health issues. I thought he'd actually retired as a result of that. So good luck to him. It's, it's easier to say that um, after we've won, isn't it? But uh, yeah, I, I can't really, I don't really know who was at fault for the second one or not. But um, I thought Dyer had a Dyer game, you know, pretty solid, pretty decent. Um, other than what I seem to recall anyway is him being sort of at fault, getting done for the first goal. Um, Christian Romero, much better performance tonight. It was a bit weird. I thought his covering on the line was kind of weird for the for the first goal. Um, sort of did that weird. Remember John Terry in the World Cup all those years ago for England when he sort of dived across the line to head a ball out Romero was trying to do that I mean whatever at least he was making an effort to go for it so can't fault him too much um, 
but he did a lot of his... Do you know what it was nice to see again tonight? It was him coming on and picking up the ball in midfield, actually, you know, being that man on to the to the opposition when they kind of think they've got a lot more time than they do. And you've got Romero sort of doing these lung-busting runs out of defence to tackle somebody in the midfield sort of area and carry the ball forwards. I think he did that a couple of times tonight and it was nice to see him him doing that. I still <laughs> I still find it so perplexing and I don't know if it's an instruction from Conte or not, but still you still see it every now and again when we're on the attack. Um and you see the front three forward. And then you'll just see Romero up there as well, <laughs> floating, sort of ghosting into the box. Um I don't think I've ever seen him really do anything sort of useful when he's gotten into that position either. So I don't know, whatever. Let's not let's not clip his wings because we've been talking about that this season and how it looks like he's been sort of holding back, playing within himself. So, you know, if you can't if you can't take him at his lung busting, ghosting into the box worst, then you don't deserve him at his dogged, doesn't let anything past him brick wall at the back best. Ryan Sessignon. A uh, fantastic performance, I thought. Um, interesting to see him start ahead of Perisic. There's been some discourse about Perisic's defensive ability, uh, about his kind of place in the team, whether or not he should be a sort of rotation option um, because he's an older player coming in maybe for the sort of fodder games. I've seen it actually said that Sessignon is a better option for us in the big games. Uh, we've seen him previously pocket Salah. Um, and I'm sure we've seen him play very well in the other big games that are escaping me. I think Manchester City, he had a good game against, I want to say, but I don't know. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, with his energy, with his sort of... I don't think his defending is the strongest part of his game. I mean, it's not Perisic's either, but I think he's a more, much more competent probably defender than Perisic uh, and he's massively improving his final ball he, again he's he played a couple of really good balls into into the box tonight um, that unfortunately nobody was able to reap the benefits of um, but he's getting more confident he's getting he's he's quite direct that's what I like about him um, and I really do think there's a player there like I said I'm not just going back on everything that I've said I do think sort of time is running out for him a bit. He's got to make sure he can, you know, at this age and in the size of team that he's playing for now, you know, this is a this is an established Champions League team. You'd like to think we're going to finish in the top four again this year. You'd like to think we're going to be involved in a title race this year. Um, and you've got, to, you've got to maintain a certain standard for that. That's... It's no slight of the lad. I think he's. I think he's a brilliant player. I think he's got all the capability, um, or at least the potential capability to be, to play at that level consistently. Consistently, but he's he's had a fair crack over the past few years, and he's still a bit up down. So I'm not digging him out. I I really want it to come good for him. Um, but all I'm all I'm saying is, you know, we got a doggy coming in. There's every chance we might sign somebody else as well. I don't know. Um, he's just got to—he's got to make himself hard to drop. Um, and more performances like tonight, and he will do because he was, you know, like we keep saying, this is a Europa League winner. As much as I've dug him out, pot one, Champions League. 
not a must-win game, but let's say if must-win is red, it's an orange win. Um, I was going, but I, I was—I don't know why I was yellow cards, red cards for win or lose or must-win or not must-win. I, I don't really know where that was going. Give me a break, all right? Uh, Pierre Emil Hoybier. I think we got to say now, and he's been our player of the season so far. Um, and you know, anybody that's listened to this podcast for long enough knows how much I've reveled in digging him. Not reveled in it, but how much I've dug him out uh, and made it clear that I think we need to upgrade on him, um, that he's not good enough for us. I mean, he certainly is now. I don't think I've, I've seen I've seen it said on Twitter by a few different people that the only reason he's our best player is because our best players haven't been performing. I don't really know if that's fair or not. I don't really think it's that valid because individually he's been brilliant. Um, and I thought he was spot on tonight. Absolutely spot on. I mean, for the for the for his cross for the second goal or third, no, for the third goal, um, was sublime. And the footwork before to sort of run in, to, he sort of knocked it from foot to foot to get past the, the opposition defence, got into position and just dinked that lovely, just picture perfect over onto Son. Um, he's undroppable at the moment. He's absolutely undroppable. Uh, first name on the team sheet, really. Uh, he's he's brilliant. He's been brilliant. Um, he's, he's controlled and he's solid in his defensive capabilities. This is a funny thing for somebody that's been the Viking, this sort of combative midfielder. Oh, well, you know, at least we can rely on him to be fit and to always get stuck in. I think he's even like refined his, the defensive side of his game. He doesn't seem as. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Brash, he doesn't seem as eager to please, if you like. He doesn't seem as eager to be kind of just being this sort of shouty, hard man in midfield. He seems to actually becoming a more cultured defensive player. Um... It seems to be really that he's playing in mind of not only breaking up the opposition play but getting the ball and making something with the ball. Um, whether that's something that's always been sort of in his in his skill set or whether it's something that's been coached him by Conte and this team or just at least nurtured further by Conte and his team. 
I couldn't tell you, but whatever it is, he looks absolutely brilliant at the moment. Really coming of age. Um, looks like an absolute steal for whatever it was we got him for, twelve million or something like that. Um, yeah, fantastic. Uh, Rodrigo Bentancur, I mean, again, similarly, brilliant. Like, like as I was saying of Longley, um, I couldn't really say anything that Bentancur did tonight that was exceptional, but I wouldn't say a single thing that he did that was even wrong, let alone terrible. He's just, he's a very solid player. And I'm, I'm seeing a lot of these comparisons being drawn with uh, Mrs. Dembele at the moment, which probably slightly premature but I know I I get the direction people are going that sort of silky just hard player in midfield he looks like he's hard to kind of tackle once he's on the ball it seems like he, he manages to hold it up really well because you don't think of I had this sort of revelation towards the start of this season that I've never really thought of him as a big player but he's a massive bloke he's a really big bloke and he's actually really quite athletic he's really quick when he actually has a sort of yard of space in front of him and he starts running into it he's a he's a solid player and those two they've just got such a great partnership at the moment and you can tell that they're really starting to kind of gel with one another they're really sort of feeling the presence of one another um it sounds silly but you just get that feeling you know when you just see it in cutaways and you see the pair of them communicating and their general sort of camaraderie like there's something there's a decent kind of thing forming there that's I mean that's what great teams are built on right partnerships all over the pitch I know that's sort of one of those kind of in and around the box trite what is it football cliches but it's true fuck off Emerson um look you know this this conversation is a broken record, isn't it? I think people are too harsh on Emerson. I do think they are. I think he's a solid, good player, but he's not good enough. Um, and he kills our attacks. He kills our attacks dead. There were several times in this game today when he just kept on killing them. Killing them. Um, since Doherty came in the other day, you know... It wasn't a it wasn't a vintage performance from Doherty, but at least when he was in that final third, you kind of got the feeling that he was there to to do something, that he had the ability to create something. And I just don't feel that we've got that from Emerson. You know, there was that one chance in particular, maybe about the sixtieth minute or so, him and Kane on the break. Emerson got the ball and he just took another touch. You know, as opposed to just whipping the ball into Kane first time. And as I was saying of Cessignon, you know, at this level, you can't have passengers, you know. Um, and I think that's probably harsh to call Emerson a passenger, veering on harsh. But he's he's bordering that territory for me. Um, but Conte loves him, obviously. He clearly works hard. He's clearly dedicated um, with his oxygen tank and whatnot. So... There's there's worse positions to be in, right? Um, I've seen some people that I make this sort of thing that we've downgraded, sort of Walker to Trippier to Oria to Emerson, and you know I don't I don't agree with that. I don't think Emerson's a downgrade in Oria. Um, Oria 
definitely looked somewhat more exciting going forwards, but come on, <laughs> Oriol was a catastrophe. Like, Emerson is at least a solid player, you know. Um, and that's, this, as we've well established, that's what Conte wants from his team, right? He wants a solid foundation. And that's what Emerson provides right now. Huminson, two goals. It's looking like our boy is waking up again, you know. Um, the first finish, great. You know, you would have expected Sonny to score that, but he hasn't been. And many other strikers don't. Many strikers squander that type of opportunity. Sort of basically one-on-one, -on -one, not quite one-on-one. -on -one. You know, the defenders were, were there. There was a presence felt, but just getting slide it past the keeper big keeper as well decent enough goalkeeper trap um yeah great first goal second goal an absolute peach beautiful beautiful finish and he was really up for it tonight you could tell he was desperate for his hat trick sort of hitting balls from all over the place a few nice long range shots on there linking up well with kane really running at the opposition a good, good, good 8 out of 10 Hummin Son performance. Eight point, let's give him 8.5 out of 10 um, performance from Hummin Son tonight. It's just good to see him back, you know. Long may it continue. Harry Kane. Let's do Richarlison first, actually, before Harry Kane. Richarlison, I sort of said it at the top, you know, I don't think this formation suits him. I don't think that position suits him. Would I still rather see three in midfield? Richarlison used as a rotation option for the strikers. Yes, I would. I think Son probably plays better in a two as well, really. I think Son plays better just off of Kane. Or I don't think one of them either plays off of the other, really. I think they both kind of play this weird sort of false nine role, really, um, where they sort of rotate with one another. I don't know. Somebody who's more tactically versed might be able to tell you what it is that they do, but whatever it is that they do when they're up top together is sublime. Um, and I feel like Richarlison would operate very well in that type of system in a two up top as well. But he tries his best, you know. Um, I couldn't fault him for anything tonight. His endeavour, his, his grit, the way he runs at the opposition, the way he gets stuck in the way he is always looking forward he's always and that's that's the thing i like about him he's always looking forward he's an attack minded player there's, there's seldom any sideways passing or backwards passing he always wants to carry the ball or pass it forwards um and we need so much more of that you know it's it's such a it's such an underrated trait really um especially in a system like we have now with antonio conte where chances are at times few and far between that we're not the most sort of progressive team if you like when you've got a player like Richarlison that just wants to you know just get the ball around the opposition area that's it's a great thing to have and he you know that the his his sort of his his guile his endeavor to make almost make that goal for Sessignon um was great you know it's weird because I don't feel like that's what we really signed Richarlison for. I felt like Richarlison was, you know, going to be the guy that was going to be getting on the end of those sort of opportunities, scoring goals, like we saw against Marseille. 
And hopefully he will have more opportunity to do that. Because um, he does feel a bit wasted where he is right now. But he's trying his best to make the best of it. And that's not something to be sniffed at. Harry Kane tonight. Um, look, he looked a bit. He looked a little bit nobbled by the end, a bit knackered. Um, but for most of the game, it was a bit of a. It was almost like a throwback performance. Like he was picking up the ball deep and running. The funny thing is, you know, maybe it's just Kane, the England captain, and his. <laughs> you know, does something happens to him? He gets possessed by some sort of spirit when he's playing against German opposition, but. We've seen it whenever he plays Dortmund, um, the way he just kind of runs from deep and runs at players and becomes a sort of player that, or at least does the sort of things that I don't normally associate with Harry Kane. But again, tonight he had a couple of those sort of mazy kind of runs um, when he picks up speed. Like I've always said, his acceleration isn't the best, but people talk about Kane being a slow player. I don't think he's an especially slow player once he's actually at running at top speed. It just takes him a bit of time to get there. Um, I don't think he's a particularly quick player either don't get me wrong but I just think he's sort of average an average sort of speeded player whereas it's often made out like he's some cement truck or something and uh, yeah but he was you know running up the opposition trying to make stuff happen linking up with Son well you know look this is all encouraging signs we've been talking we've been talking all year and it's almost become a bit of a parody i mean me and uh tom foynes tom hayward friend of the show regular guest on here um when we've been sort of in our angry moments bitching about spurs on whatsapp we've been almost like mocking the when it clicks kind of mantra that's been floating about but you know to give you happy clap as you dues, it is starting to feel that way a little bit. I thought the Frankfurt game the other night, winning away at a very difficult ground like the Amex, and then tonight playing a lot of nice football. Okay, right, we conceded two goals. And I'm sure Antonio Conte, most of all, will be very, very unhappy about that. Um, but still, we've come away with a win and... You know, we're sitting... Let me see if we are... I keep saying we're sitting top of the group. Let me see if we are still at the moment. Champions League. Yeah, so Marseille beat Sporting 2-0. So that should mean that Tottenham... Yeah, top of the group. Seven points. Happy with that, you know. That should mean... Well, it's very close though. It's a very close group. Nah, it's all to play for, isn't it? Fucking hell. So that's... Yeah, well, shows you even more how crucial that win was tonight. Um, yeah, absolutely buzzing with that. Delighted. Fuck, I, don't, I really didn't realise how close this group was. Uh, yeah, that's absolutely essential that we got that win. Um, well, there was one other thing I wanted to say. Brian Hill. Brian Hill um, came on again, won as that penalty. It's funny, isn't it? Because he he naffed up. He the, they were they were really on a nice break, and he he buggered up. He couldn't get pick the ball up properly. Frankfurt took the ball, and then they sort of inexplicably just passed it back to him, gave him the opportunity, and he 
ran, I can't remember which defender it was, but he ran him absolutely ragged um, and managed to get us that penalty that Kane, uh, hopefully that's out of his system. Fuck knows what that was. Um, but he'll, he, you know, it'd be nice. I hope, I hope he gets some minutes in the Carabao Cup, maybe even the FA Cup. Um, what he does that I think we all want to see, that I love to see every time he's on the pitches, it looks like he's really trying to make the most from the minutes that he's been given, that he is putting in an effort. You know, he's putting in a real shift. Um, he's trying to be, like, influential. It's hard to know, isn't it, if he's ever, if he's going to have much of a future with Tottenham. You'd think not. I'm not against us giving him more game time. Some people just completely bulk at the idea of it. <laughs> Namely Antonio Conte by the looks of things. But I still think he's a player that we can get a decent bit of money for, you'd imagine, should we sell him. So it doesn't hurt to just kind of keep him warmed up and keep giving him minutes in something like the Champions League, which I dare say is factoring into our thinking, um, giving him kind of minutes at the ends of games like this. Who knows? First game back for Mora as well. Didn't really see him at all, to be honest. Um, and Ollie Skip came on for quite a while as well. I'm, I'm loving seeing Ollie Skip coming back into the fold. Uh, he's just, he's a, I think he's a brilliant player. Um, I think he's got a big future at the club. So long may it continue. Um, Alfred Devine scored a couple of goals in our. We lost to their youth team this afternoon. 3-2 actually we, I think we went 2-0 up and then came, ended up losing 3-2 but Alfred Devine scored two goals he's 18 years old now and he's looking pretty big um, I hope he gets some minutes honestly I've done no scouting I don't pretend to be a scout I don't pretend to be any sort of ITK all I know is that I've seen him in a few little kind of sub appearances for us and he's looked fucking quality and I see a lot of people who do follow kind of youth football um, and are just obviously more interested in that type of thing that he's uh, he's the real deal. That he's a real, real, real player. A real gem. Um, so let's just give him some more minutes. Let's get him involved, you know. We might, you know, we may well spend... 40 50 mil on James Madison in January. I sort of uh, I side like Felonius was saying on the fighting cock this week that he'd like us to get him, but he feels that Newcastle are just going to get the deal done in January, and I tend to agree with that. Um, so yeah, if Madison's not a not an option, why not? You know, if we want a bit more creativity, we want a bit more sort of guile. Maybe again in cup games or something. Let's let's give Alfie Devine maybe some minutes. Be nice to see what he's all about. Um, but yeah, other than that, yeah, Eve Basuma came on for a bit. Couldn't really tell you anything about his performance, to be honest with you. Just like I say, good performance. Didn't realise the group was as close as it is. Glad we held on. Um, again, lovely tribute as well at the top to to Giampiero Ventroni. Um, yeah, really nice touch. 
thanks to everybody that has subscribed to the buy me a coffee page um whatever it is buy me a coffee thing you can see it in the bio um on the roll the roost twitter page yep you can help support the show that would be much appreciated please do keep sharing the pods when they do drop on twitter uh when i share out with all the links um leave any ratings leave any reviews on on the podcast platform that you use it on i'm sure do you know what that those sort of few of you that listen to this and hear me say this and your eyes you know glaze over and you think yeah all right mate please look it just takes you takes you 30 seconds i'm asking you now sincerely right means that more people can hear it the audience can grow and my validation can grow you know so (laughs) <laughs> that's ultimately yeah, I can't think of another good reason for why I'd want the pod to grow other than for my validation so look I'll be honest about it anyway we've won got a big game coming up this weekend speak to you after that come on you Spurs Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.